As I look back over the last couple of weeks here in our church, so many of you have been giving of yourselves, of your time. You've been involved in so many things that are happening in our church. And as I look around the, the, uh, the room this morning, I see so many of you who have given so unselfishly of yourselves. So I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for your involvement. Thank you for your time that you've given. You know, I believe time is our most precious commodity. And so when you give of your time, uh, it, that's, that's a lot. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your, your talents and your passions. Some of you have been giving so much of who you are. Thank you for your treasures, for your finances. You've been so generous. So before we get into Christmas, I just want to say thank you. And I just wanted to show you, and, and uh, I've got a couple of slides here. And I just want to thank you. So let's see the first slide. This is our families feeding families. You remember a couple of weeks ago, we, we handed out bas- uh, bags, grocery bags, and we asked you to fill them up with something enough for a Thanksgiving meal. Well, we collected over 120 bags, and we distributed them to over 120 families to the, uh, to the transitional living shelter in Kailailoa, out through some families in the Maili area. And so thank you. Thank you for your generosity. And then... I want to thank our, our singing company. They sang last week. So did our community choir. And our worship team sings every Sunday. And they lead us in worship. Thank you. For those of you who's, who, who are the parents of our kids, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing your kids to be a part of our ministry. Thank you for giving and blessing others with the gift of the music. And then, of course, this has already started. Our bell ringing has already begun some of you have been out there. I see, uh, I see Eddie out there. I know he rang the bell uh, last week. And a few others have rang the bell for us in front of our stores. And uh, holiday season is already here. And so I thank you. Some of you are going to be ringing the bell in the future as well. So thank you. And of course, when we ring the bells, at the end of the day, we collect all of the buckets and we have to count money. And I look out amongst you and I see many of you who give of yourselves your time every night you come and help us count all those dollar bills and all those coins, even though the coin machine sometimes jams up. But thank you. Um, it may sound like fun counting money, but after you do it for a while, it's, it gets tedious, doesn't it? So thank you. Thank you for giving your time. And then, of course, gingerbread house making. Some of you have been for the last few Saturdays have been coming here helping us bake gingerbread houses because we're going to give them out uh, to the community at our A Touch of Christmas event that happens this Friday. So put it on your calendar. This Friday at, from 6 to 8.30, we'll have A Touch of Christmas here. and Families will have an opportunity to come and to, uh, and to build and make gingerbread houses as a family activity. The kids will have an opportunity to play in snow. We're going to have snow here at the Croc Center. And you're going to be able to ride reindeer, and, and there'll be a live nativity on this stage. It'll be a wonderful event. And this is a way for us at the Croc Center to say thank you to your community. But thank you for all of you who've been helping us prepare uh, for our touch of Christmas coming up. And then, of course, uh, what else is happening? Yes, we're building an ark. Even though we're not Noah, we're building an ark for the Kapolei Christmas Parade. And so many of you have been so instrumental in helping us. And I, I look out, I see John over there and Steve over there and some of the other guys and gals as well helping to, uh, to build the ark. And uh, it'll be a wonderful time. The Coppola Christmas Parade is in a couple of Saturdays, Saturday, December 13th, 
and I'll be going right down the town of Kapolei. So come and join us. But thank you. You guys are so creative and so talented and uh, using your skills uh, to do something that hopefully will bless others. And then, of course, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, our Angel Tree program started. And that's where we collect toys from the public. And then we distribute them and give them out to families. And I think last year we, we helped over 1,700 families. But yesterday in front of the Walmart stores, we had our fill the truck campaign and people were giving toys so that it could help us in our angel tree program. But we rely upon volunteers. And I just want to say thank you for those that have you been helping. There's still many opportunities to help. But before we get into Christmas, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Now... Let's move on. Now I can say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, all right. You know, our sermon series for this Christmas season is entitled Christmas Unwrapped. And you can see the beautifully wrapped gifts and presents that we have here on the stage this morning. But you know what? Sometimes it's so easy to get wrapped up, no pun intended to get wrapped up in all the fancy bows and the packaging, the tinsel and the garland, the holiday decorations, all the activities, the shopping, the sales, the parties, the special holiday programs, and more shopping and more spending and more parties. And it goes on and on and on. We can get so caught up in all the trappings of Christmas all the things that accompany the holiday season, all the things that we think make up the holiday season, we can get so caught up in that that we fail to recognize. And sometimes we miss completely the true meaning of Christmas. And so this morning, let's unwrap Christmas and get to the heart of it. You know, when I was a kid, my brother and my sister and myself, growing up, we would always make wish lists and we'd give them to our parents and we'd tell them, Mom, Dad, this is what I want for Christmas this year. This is what I want. Christmas is a time, Christmas is a time of the year when when wishing is encouraged. I don't know how many of you ask your kids, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Well, this morning, I want to give you a list of what I wish for Christmas. So you can go out and shop, you can go out shopping and buy it for me. No. I want to give you a list of what I wish for you this Christmas. You know, as a parent, as growing, as my children grow up, I wish many things. For my children, I wish they would graduate from high school and go to college. I wish that they would grow up to be a man and a woman of God who loves God and serves God. I wish for them to be responsible citizens. Well, these are some of the wishes I wish for them. But this morning, I wish these same things for them as I wish for you. And my wish for you today is that I wish you Christmas. Not just a Merry Christmas, like I said earlier, but that not just that the the holidays are happy for you and that you have a good time enjoying yourselves, 
with your family and with your friends. But I want to wish you the full experience of this special holiday, of this special day. And not just in the commercialized American sense of the word, but in the biblical sense. Because Christmas in America, Christmas here in Hawaii can get a little crazy sometimes. Do you know where we are today? Today is Sunday. It's the day between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And yesterday, if you don't know, it was, it was Small Business Saturday. And Black Friday is turning into Black Thursday. Now be honest, how many of you went out on Thursday? Any of you went out on Thursday to go to the stores? Come on, I see those hands. That's okay. We understand. You know, just when I thought Black Friday was over, I got, I got, I got an alert on my phone. And this is what this is the alert said. I thought Black Friday was over, and it says Black Friday's been extended. I went, oh my goodness. It was extended another day, and it still extends today and tomorrow. And Cyber Monday was start, started early. It's, it's crazy. But I'm not going to rant and rave about commercialism and materialism. We all know about it. But we also know how in the rush to buy all we need to buy and to do all we need to do, we sometimes lose perspective on what really matters. But when we read the Christmas story, particularly the portion of Scripture that was read this morning, when we read the Christmas story in the New Testament, we get a completely different perspective. We see the wonder of this day. We see the miracle that occurred and the hope that it represents. This is the Christmas that I wish for each and every one of you. And today we're going to take a closer look at that passage. If you have your Bibles, it's found in the Gospel of Luke, the very first chapter. Matthew, Mark, Luke, the third book in the New Testament. Luke chapter 1. And we're looking at the verses from 26 through 38. And it's probably a very familiar passage of Scripture about the Christmas story. And it's the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it's the story of on the day the angel Gabriel visited her. And here, here are my three wishes for you this Christmas. Just three simple wishes for each and every one of you this morning. Number one, I wish for you the favor of God. The favor of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, the favor of God. Turn to your other neighbor and say, the favor of God. That's what I wish for you. As the angel Gabriel approached Mary that day, he spoke these words. You know, our, our daughter Gabrielle, Gabby, she was named after the angel Gabriel. Because she was born on December 5th. Just a few days will be her birthday. So happy birthday, Gabby. But as the angel Gabriel approached Mary that day, he spoke these words in verse 28. He says, Greetings, Mary, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then he said in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You know, before this happened, Mary was just a teenage girl living with her family in Nazareth, preparing to marry a man named Joseph. 
She probably had no ambitions for her life beyond caring for her home, her husband, and her children. She was a poor, simple woman, by all worldly standards, insignificant. But with God, but with God, there is no such thing as an insignificant person. There is no person on this planet whom he doesn't see, whom he doesn't know, whom he doesn't love. You see, you may be poor, you may be desperate, you may, be, you may lack education and resources, you may be tucked away in an obscure, out-of-the-way village, feeling like a nobody. It reminds me of the song. Some of you are old enough to remember the Beatles. And they sang a song called The Nowhere Man. I'm a real nowhere man living in a nowhere land, making all his nowhere plans for nobody. But with God, you're not hidden. You're not obscure. You're not insignificant. You're not a nowhere man or a nowhere woman. He has a place for you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he is willing to bestow his favor upon you. If you will put yourself in his care through trust and obedience and submission to him, he will put you in your place, so to speak. He will pour out his favor in your life. And what does this favor mean? It means his blessings, yes. The blessings of a happy and harmonious home. The blessings of joy and peace and contentment. The things that money can't buy. The things that somehow seem so elusive in our day and age today. We're looking for peace. We're looking for contentment. We're looking for satisfaction. We're looking for significance. We're looking for meaning. We're looking for purpose in our lives. And it's the blessing of knowing God personally and the blessing of being in service to him. God's favor also means that that he will use your life to do great things. In Mary's case, she did the greatest thing of all. She gave birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And in your case, it means that God will use you to to touch the lives of people around you, to be a blessing to others, to be an inspiration to others. And many of you are already doing that. You have been blessed. And because of that, you have been a blessing to others. He will put you in situations in which you will care for others. You will teach others. You will influence others in a way that empowers them to fulfill God's calling in their lives. The favor of God means that he will bless you and he will use you for his good purposes. And so I wish for you this morning the favor of God in your life. And the second wish, my second wish for you is this. I wish for you The nothing is impossible experience. It sounds kind of strange. 
The nothing is impossible experience. Say to your neighbor, nothing is impossible. Say it one more time and believe it. Nothing is impossible. Hear the words spoken to Mary by the angel Gabriel in verse 37. He said, for nothing is impossible with God. Clearly what happened to Mary, that a virgin would give birth to a child, was an impossible experience. One that will never be explained or even repeated. It was impossible. But when the angel spoke these words, he just wasn't talking about Mary and Joseph. He was also talking about her relatives. And you can see it in that passage. Remember Elizabeth and Zechariah? They were an older couple beyond childbearing years. They had never been able to have children. But in their older age, God blessed them in a special way. Elizabeth became pregnant with a child who was to later become John the Baptist. And Zachariah and Elizabeth were old and childless, and it appeared that biology was not on their side. But God made the seemingly impossible become a possibility, and eventually, reality. That's because why? Nothing is impossible with God. You know, Jesus grew up in a home where his mother often reminded him that nothing is impossible with God. So it's no surprise that years later, during his teaching ministry, Jesus spoke the words he must have heard from Mary so many times before. In Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus said, With God, all things are possible. In Mark 9, 23, he said, Everything is possible for him who believes. And so, this is what I wish for you, my second wish this morning. I wish this experience for you. The the nothing is impossible experience. I hope you see God move in your life in miraculous ways. Like the Israelites at the Red Sea. Like Daniel in the lion's den. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Like the feeding of the 5,000 with a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. I pray that you too will experience the nothing is impossible power of God. Some of you already have stories to tell. Some of you could say, you know what, there was no way I could have ever paid that bill. But just at the right time, that right amount of money showed up. Some could say the doctor's report wasn't all encouraging. But God intervened and restored my health and brought healing to my body. Some of you could say my marriage was falling apart and we were heading for the divorce court. But God intervened and now we're keeping our family together and we're beginning to thrive in our marriage. How many of you have had a nothing is impossible experience? I wish this for you. But how does this happen? How does this happen? The angel used a phrase that I especially like. He said to Mary in verse 35 of Luke chapter 1, and here's a lesson to be learned. He said, The power of the Most High will overshadow you. You see, our God 
Our God is a big God. And figuratively speaking, he, he cast a great shadow because he's a great God. He is a great shadow. And this is a great word picture here, if you can imagine that. The closer we are to God, the closer we are to him, the more he overshadows us with his love and care and protection. And that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 91, he says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And then Psalm 57.1 says, I will, take, I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings. I don't know if you can see on the stage, there's lights up here, and my shadow, I can't get away from my shadow. It follows me. Wherever I go, I can't seem to get away from it. That's how God is. He's always with you. And the closer we are to him, the more we are in step, the more he overshadows us with his love, with his protection, with his security, with his purpose. So the closer we get to him, the more engulfed we are in his shadow. And when we allow the God of the universe to overshadow us, when we live lives truly devoted to him, he moves in ways beyond our greatest expectations. When we allow ourselves to become overshadowed by his presence, we experience firsthand the nothing is impossible power of God. And that is why I hope you will cling to Christ. That you will live each day of your life close to him. Like this. As close as you can possibly be in his shadow. Because there's no limit to what he can do when you live in his shadow. So here's my third wish for you this morning and my final wish. I wish for you total submission to God's will. It sounds kind of strange, but hear me out. I wish for you this Christmas that you submit yourself totally to God and to his will for your life. When the angel spoke to Mary, all that God was planning to do She gave this simple response, verse 38. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I'm sure that right away Mary understood the implications of this announcement. She was not yet married, yet she was to be given a child. She knew that there was a chance that Joseph would abandon her. She knew that people would get the wrong idea, that they would talk. And if they could, they would text and Facebook and use social media. She understood right away that this favor of God bestowed upon her, that being used by God in this special way, would come with a price. And at this moment, she made the decision to not give in to the fear of what other people might think or say. At this point, she made the decision to not give in to the fear of the unknown. If you can just imagine that. What was going to happen in the future? And at this point in time, she made the decision to say, in effect, verse 38, she basically said, I belong to God. 
Let his will be done in my life. I wish this for you, that you can experience full and complete surrender to the will of God in your life. My prayer this morning is that you and I, that all of us can put aside our selfish ambitions, can put aside our fears and our worries of what others may say, that we can set aside our our own self-doubt. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. And set all those things aside and yield ourselves and submit ourselves and surrender ourselves completely to the God who loves us with an everlasting love. You see, this surrender is the most important part of my Christmas wish list. It's this attitude of surrender to God that makes it possible to experience His favor. And it's this attitude of surrender and submission to God's will that makes it possible to experience His miraculous life-changing power where He makes the impossible possible. And this is where we need to be.